Welcome everyone. Before we begin our regular program, we would like to take a minute to acknowledge the dire situation in India as it grapples with a sudden surge in COVID cases. Here is a message from Vindali Vartak, member of the Vibha Board of Directors. Hello, Vibha family. This is Vindali Vartak, a Vibha volunteer. Um, as you know, India is facing a new unprecedented surge in the new COVID-19 infections. Patients are dying because of shortage of oxygen as the COVID case numbers and deaths set new records each day. The healthcare system of the nation is overwhelmed beyond solution at this point and is leaving many families with no medical assistance. Like last year, Vibha again is stepping up during these challenging times. We've made an immediate dispersal of over $100,000 through almost 20 of our trusted partners in India. This has provided food grains and daily needs kits uh, for families in underserved areas and slums, vaccination awareness drives in communities, um, coordination with COVID-19 affected persons and families for medical assistance and affected families with available helplines, and also procuring medicines required in the areas um, for a primary medical centers. We are also shipping 100 oxygen concentrators ASAP to India. However, we are only able to do this because of the network of generous donors, very dedicated volunteers and organizational partners like you, who have trusted us as that platform of choice for giving and helping those in need for years. So we urge you again to stand up with us and help us reach more families and patients. Please donate today, now, at vibha.org slash donate to our Ray of Light campaign. Thank you and stay tuned for more updates. Thank you, Vindali, for that important message. Even as we resume the rest of our episode, our thoughts and prayers are with every person impacted. Let's all do our bit to help. Greetings everyone, this is Sandhya Acharya. Welcome to episode 3 of Vibha Connection, a podcast for everyone in the Vibha family produced by the Vibha Bay Area team. In the last episode, we talked to Project Leap Forward and learned about their initiative of improving English proficiency in government schools in India. In this episode, we put the spotlight on Vibha's new mission. We'll take a deeper look at Vibha 3.0. Since 1991, Vibha volunteers have raised and invested over $17 million and impacted 2 million plus children by seeding, growing and scaling grassroots ideas in various fields, be it in education, job readiness, special needs, healthcare, in 2020, the Vibha leadership team dug in deep to really understand what its biggest impact would be and what its biggest lever for the future would be. And after much thought and discussion, Vibha's 3.0 vision was defined to ensure that every child attains his or her right to quality public education. But why education? 
Let's delve a little deeper into why this is such an important goal. In 1948, in the aftermath of World War II, representatives from the 50 member states of the United Nations came together to put together a milestone document called Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which basically lists all the human rights that everybody across the world should enjoy. The right to education is one of them. Decades later, this fundamental right to education is far from being a realized goal across the world. Globally, about 250 plus million children and youth are out of school, including 59 million children of primary school age. India became one of 135 countries to make education a fundamental right of every child when the Right to Education Act, RTE, was officially adopted by the government in 2010. The important tenets of this act is that education should be free and compulsory for all school-age children. Today, even though 90% of children in India have access to schools, the quality of education provided is not equitable or enough. The annual status of education report, the ASAR, carried out every three years by the central government, has repeatedly flagged lower learning outcomes. One out of four children leaving standard eight are leaving without basic reading skills. Of six-year-olds in class one, 41% of those in private schools could read words in comparison to only 19% from the government schools. The percentage of children in government schools in standard three who can at least do subtraction is as low as 20%. There are no doubts a lot of challenges, but the good news is that there are organizations out there working tirelessly to bridge these gaps and Vibha will be right there with them. Nelson Mandela had said that education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. There have been a lot of studies that show that education can have positive impacts in many areas, including health, gender equity, alleviating poverty and malnutrition, and achieving economic growth. Education is indeed the key to unlocking a lot of the solutions and changes we want to see. And this is the key driver behind Vibha 3.0 vision. We are excited to bring together some of our leadership team on one panel to talk to us about the new vision for Vibha and also to share their personal stories of their connection to Vibha so we can all know them better. On the panel today, we have Ron Victor, serial entrepreneur and president and founding volunteer of Vibha. Sasi Chalatadipalli, director of engineering cloud systems Google and board member at Vibha. Seema Chattal, Managing Director at First Republic Private Wealth Management and Advisory Board Member at Vibha, and Sri Dodani, Serial Entrepreneur and Vibha Board Advisor. Welcome everyone. Ron, Sasi, Seema, Sri, it's such a pleasure to have each one of you on this panel. I'm really excited. Um, some of you have been involved with Vibha from its very inception, and some of you have joined this journey from interesting parts. Um, we would love to hear from you the story of your journey into Vibha. 
um, I can start with Seema. I would love to know how, how you learned about Vipa and became a part of it. Yeah, my journey with Vipa is almost 30 years old. And I was uh, going to business school at that point of time and was approached by I mean, the, the, the founder of uh, Vipa in, in the U.S. She started it out and she was just piecing together volunteers. So she was going from school to school. And that's how I kind of got involved. And the first job, my first job was really to write thank you notes to everybody who was donating to Vipa. And that was not a whole lot. So writing letters on a piece of paper, signing it, sending it. That was my first job. But it soon became very clear that this is an amazing organization because I was on the East Coast and then Ron was on the West Coast. Vijay was there on the West Coast. And I think at that point of time, perhaps you were also on the West Coast, right? Or Dallas. And, and then it just became that the, the, the quality of people involved is just amazing. And I think I have to give a lot of credit to Ron because he was a Mr. Organizer. So there was a role for everybody. Everybody had ownership in what they did. And there was a lot of passion. So, and then there was somebody like Vijay who still does this. And he his role was basically to bring everybody together uh, to kind of be the, the leader and, and show them the way. So. I thought the organizational skills of Vipa is what attracted me to it as long as well as its purpose. So the purpose was always to make a better world for the underprivileged kids. And that purpose has been refined over time, but that has, uh, you know, the, the main focus has always been on the child. Now it's very much focused on the education because we believe that's the way to the way forward. Um, so long journey. So and I did take a hiatus for uh, 13 years and I'm back now and, and just very look, looking forward to the next chapter. Wonderful. It's wonderful mm -hmm. to have you back in the Vibha family, Seema. 30 years, that's, mm -hmm. an, you know, that's a long journey and it's, it's great to have you the entire time and in the future as well. Uh, Sasi, so it looks like you and Seema know each other. How is your journey? How did you get introduced to Vibha? So what's uh, interesting is that I've, this is the first time I even, I'm even uh, speaking to Seema, but I have worked with her over email, over many programs, you know, across years. So that's how Vibha works, actually. And most of you even, you, you must know that, Sandhya, that, you know, you work with volunteers across the globe and multiple times you don't even meet. Um, so, yeah, I started uh, about 25 years ago in Dallas. Uh, how did I start wars? I wanted to do something. Uh, you know, it, it was when, especially when you're away from the country, when you're just starting new in your career. You know, you're looking for opportunities to get involved. Uh, and, and I wrote uh, a, a letter to, and I think it was Vijay who wrote back, uh, saying, and it was a letter in those days. Uh, and Vijay wrote back saying, uh, actually, Two of you, uh, two other people from uh, Dallas also wrote to me at the same time, why don't you get uh, introduced to them and start an action center? And so Senthal and Abhijit were the other two people and the three of us started the Dallas Action Center. And I've been involved since then. Um, like you, the first major event, we did the Million Penny Drive. That was our first event at um, uh, Dallas. Uh, and we did raise million pennies and it was a huge celebration to raise $10,000 uh, at that uh, time. Uh, and then the first major event we did uh, in Dallas was the Dream Mile. Uh, 
tiny dream mile in footsteps of Atlanta. That that's how we had started, and now Dallas Action Center is, you know, uh, huge. They do they're such a big part of everything, and even Dream Mile. I've moved to India in 2007, and when I moved, um, again Vijay talked to me about the South monitoring. There was only Zankana who was doing the monitoring for all the projects across India, and he asked me if I I could help her. So for about two two and a half years, I was the South Zone monitor as a volunteer. But I learned a lot from Zankana on how to monitor projects. But that was the most um, memorable experience of my life. Period. Not just of Vibha, but of my life, uh, visiting remote areas of Tamil Nadu and Andhra Pradesh and Karnataka, and uh, seeing what we do uh, on the ground. Uh, it, it was just amazing, uh, and I learned to be objective. It's hard to be objective. You you are so touched with what you see, uh, and and it was uh, it was a great experience. And then after that, I took uh, uh, you know. Uh, Maybe about four years, uh, I was, uh, uh, you know, busy with my work uh, and life. I, I should say, took a hiatus and came back, uh, and I've been uh, again, uh, you know, driving the year-end drive in India, been part of the projects team, and now on the board uh, for Viva India. So it's 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 been a, a, a long journey, a, a very interesting and exciting journey, but uh, mostly a journey where. I I feel I've gotten so much more back than what I've given. Wonderful to hear. You've been really in the grassroots, you know, like really working there, writing the letters, connecting with the projects, and you highlighted a very important aspect of project monitoring and you know the, the important aspect of that for with Vibha. So, thank you for the wonderful work that you do. It's wonderful to hear. Um, John, you've been part of Vibha for a long time too. Uh, would love to hear your journey. Sure, yeah, yeah, right from the start, uh, and yeah, it was it was basically based on the fact that uh, every underprivileged child deserves his or her right to health, education, and opportunity. I mean, it's it is a right. It is not uh, it is not a handout. It's it's a right. I mean. Why should a child who is born not have a right to health, education, opportunity? Period. And that was the mindset with which I started this thing. And uh, and the other right is when you look at a lot of your friends, you will always hear this thing: "I wish I could do something." You know, you you go to a party. I mean, go tomorrow to a party, and you just say, "You know, I'm doing this thing." I wish I could do something. So wait, I'll convert that. I wish I could do something to here. I'll help create a platform where any individual that wants to make a difference, a positive difference in the life of an underprivileged child, will have a platform to do it. You know, I don't have to. They want to do it. Somebody needs to create the platform. Then everybody will come in and, and do it. So I've always looked at it. There are people on the fence, right? I wish I could do it. If only I could do that. I don't know how to solve it. Such a big problem. I mean, what are we? You, you know, Mother Teresa, right? Do small things with great love. Very simple. Do small things mm-hmm. with. Great. You don't need to change the world. Go to your neighborhood homeless shelter and give a meal. 
that will put something in your head and say, wait a minute, if I can do this, I could do this across San Jose, I could do this across California, I could do this across, why are there hungry people in the world? Voila. Uh, there you go. So then you start thinking global. You, It's always act local, think global. Mm-hmm. Act local, think. Do it. So, you know, always been, so these two things, right? Make sure every underprivileged child ha- attains his or her right. And, you know, we do not help anybody. I, I get really upset when people are helping. You're not helping anybody. You're a, a sh- making sure that this right to health, education, and opportunity is provided to the people who deserve it. And everybody deserves it. There's no child who doesn't deserve it. And secondly, everyone who's on the fence, give them that little push. Here you go. I'll take you. You want to do something? Come with me. And that's how this whole thing. And then, of course, it's become something magical. And it's been a beautiful journey. And thank you for everybody who came along and been has been part of it. And it's been fantastic. That's all. Wonderful, Rod. It's always um, so empowering to just hear you speak and, you know, kind of get that reminder of the difference that each of us can make yeah. and just giving that opportunity to all, like everyone who wants to make that difference, the how do we do this? And, you know, this is the platform where we can all do that. So it's a great reminder for that. Um, and Shri, lastly, you know, uh, to tell us about your journey. How did you uh, get introduced to Viba and what has your journey been like? Thank you. Thank you, Sandhya. You know, my journey actually started uh, through Ron about 20 years ago. I met him when he was doing a startup and I was I just moved to Silicon Valley. And over the 20 last 20 years, I've watched him uh, and his volunteer organization of Viva uh, globally not giving up and making progress every single day, every single year. And about two years ago, uh, I said, you know, I want to I wanna be part of that. You know, I've been blessed in lots of different ways. And yes, I do my own share uh, locally as well as globally. But one thing impressed me about Viva was it was 100% volunteer organization. And it met my temperament that we are not like a, a big splashy people and we're not a big splashy organization as Viva. So it kind of matched what my expectations are uh, and 100% volunteerism helped. And lastly, uh, we, as, as you see from my talk as well, is that we are so blessed because of education. Uh, none of us would be here with, without the education. And there are a lot more people, a lot more children out there who could benefit. And my one saying is always a genius is, you know, born, but we just never got to see that person because we, he or she didn't get the opportunity. So that's why uh, I'm, I joined Viva. And it's only been two years. And unlike a lot of you hardworking volunteers, I'm just here to participate with you in any which way I can help. Wonderful, Shri. No, I mean, you know, these, we need the fresh ideas. We need the voices and, like, you know, the reminders of like, what is the focus that we need to keep. Um, so it's great to have you as part of the family. Um, uh, Seema, I, you know, and Ron kind of mentioned the vision and the mission of uh, Vibha, you know, just as a reminder, Vibha's mission has always been to educate, to empower and enable every individual who wishes to make a positive difference in the life of the underprivileged child. Um, In your opinion, what are some of the strategies that Vibha has used so far to achieve this? And, you know, anything that has stood out to you personally? that you would like to highlight? Yeah. Sandhya, I am always humbled by how many great social entrepreneurs there are. 
There's so many great individuals who give up everything and are willing to work for the greater good. I think Weber's vision is about empowering these great individuals, but in a very focused way, right? We have evolved from Weber 1.0 to Weber 3.0, but it's all about empowering social entrepreneurs who are going to think about this problem in a big picture way and are, and are thinking about scaling because of, uh, the problem is big, opportunity is actually big. Uh, so, and you cannot solve a big problem or achieve great results uh, by yourself. So what Vibha is about is that we want our entrepreneurs uh, to think big and also collaborate with other people other partners so that together we can solve the problem. So one basic tenet is that uh, our partners and ourselves, we work very closely with the government because education, as Ron was saying, it's a right. It's a right that every child has. And that, child, that right is given by the government and the government actually wants to do good and raise good citizens. So this is very important that, that our partners work very closely with the government in, and, and then also work with other people because we want to learn. Uh, we want to learn from other institutions that have, you know, that know about this. So learn from them so that together we can make a difference. And finally, I want to touch on something that Sashi said earlier. Sashi has spent a lot of time in measuring impact. We all believe mm -hmm. things can be done. We are not focusing on final outcomes when we are working with the children. But ultimately, we do realize that we have failed in our jobs unless we can prove that the kids' learning levels have actually improved. So that is also going to be very important for us going forward. Wonderful. I like mm -hmm. the way, I mean, you're focusing on, you know, how we can make it actionable and also scalable, um, you know, based mm -hmm. on like these measuring the outcomes um, for all the projects that we have going forward. That's wonderful to hear. Um, Ron, I know there have been some amazing and unique programs that Vibha has employed over the years to achieve its goals. Like you mentioned, you know, it's a basic right for the child, you know, for education, for health. Um, how has it evolved in your opinion over the years? You've been, you know, here for a long time. So how has that, um, you know, what have been some of the different programs that have uh, appealed to you um, and what have they tried to achieve in your opinion? Sure, sure, sure. And I mean, uh, the person who can talk very well on this is Vijay, but I can give you the perspective with which I helped drive this thing. And the perspective mm -hmm. has, has always been that there is no single stakeholder. The stakeholder is the child, the parent of the child, the principal, the panchayat, the state government, the taluk, the central government, CSR, individual citizens, I mean, so there are all these stakeholders, right? So now how do you do something such, such that all the stakeholders ensure that they are all playing their role in this? Now, within this, there is the child of migrant laborer. There's the child of sex worker. There's the child of a, a, a slum dweller. There's a child of a rickshaw owner. I mean, now you go that. So they are all in different uh, buckets and they all have different needs because their socioeconomic capacity as well as the jobs they do, the way their parents are viewed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, is, 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 is different. So first we funded, you know, let me set one basic priority so everybody gets this right. Funding is the smallest bit of what Vibha does. 
Okay, let me set that straight. If anybody thinks that we are this organization that basically funds people, that is the smallest thing we do. All right. If you look around, who all are on this conversation? Right? People with bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, PhD degrees, etc., etc., etc. So, what are we contributing? Intellect, right? So, everybody, come bring your intellect. To so, don't blame. Ye log ye nahi kar rahe. Those people are not doing that. Ye log chor hai. This is that. I mean, you know, light a candle. It's better than cursing the darkness, right? Just light a bloody candle. Right? I mean, stop cursing the darkness. And 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 if you think that way. now you think okay let's look big picture right when you look at a social entrepreneur on the ground that social entrepreneur says i can solve my taluk's municipal school problem but does that social entrepreneur has the mentoring the capacity building this is how you use the internet this is your tax benefits this is the agency you should go to you know the government has allocated money for schools well, you know the government has given school i'll give you a classic example one of our projects we were funding Right, we were in a, in the line item in the budget is school bus. Now wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense to me. We go, let's research the the taluk's policy, and the taluk's policy has allocated funds for school bus. Why are we for? Why I mean, just hold that person accountable. Where is the money? Right, this is supposed to be for school bus. So the philosophy we started very broad. We had a large number of projects. That was Vibha One Dotto. Vibhat 2.0 was category building, category A, B, C, D, and this was the category A, scalable, B, potentially scalable, C, very good in what it does in its area, D, non-scalable exit. Right? So we think about this. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know whether people will like this. We think about this given where we are, how it is, with the Silicon Valley mindset, and the mm-hmm. Silicon Valley mindset is mm-hmm. invest, seed, grow. scale at a certain point in time exit right and by exit means i mean not monetary exit the exit is is it wildly yeah. successful and you know the ipo is being it being implemented across the country, uh, the uh, across india complete that's the ipo the exit at a certain yeah. level maybe state level maybe county level maybe taluk level maybe panchayat level whatever it is so we took the bouquet then we narrowed it down to a b c d and now we went down even further we said Okay, we started with health, education, and opportunity. Opportunity is directly related to education. If you don't have education, opportunity gets very tough. Now, health—it was too broad. We were doing too many things. Let's put all the brain power. You know, let's put all this CPU, all this memory into one problem: education. And that means the mm. only way to solve this across the country is working with the government. There's no other way. You cannot build the number of public schools there are you cannot build the number of roads to the public schools you cannot hire the number of teachers again the government is the only entity that means work very closely very cooperatively with the government and enable them to achieve their mission which is a good mission there are a lot of good people in government don't get you know most of them are very good people we have this mindset that says nahi ye to nahi karna whatever so then we focused for now and now we are in let's ensure that the public education system in india delivers what it is supposed to do and this has taken a 30 years path okay so it's not something that came up overnight ki chalo public education mein kuch karte no it took a while to come and now okay. thanks wonderful i it's um, it's great to hear that big picture view you know how we have traversed over 30 years as you mentioned um and why why we are you know focusing on uh, education public education um uh, in particular 
Um, Shri, I would love to get your you know, take on this deep dive, the shift in focus with Vibhatri.0 that Ron has introduced us to. Can tell us a little more of why we are deep diving on public education. Yeah, uh, thank you, Sandhya, again. Uh, good point. So you could name me as an instigator of Vibhat 3.0 mm -hmm. because I'm truly a believer when you, you have to focus to get impact on anything you do. And for example, uh, it took 60 years to pass the Allied to Education right, uh, Act in 2009, 60 plus years. But it took a lot of people, a lot of volunteers, a lot of legislations, uh, legislators and so forth to go make that happen, right? Thank God that somebody, many of them were thinking so much and took them a while, but eventually got a success uh, to pass the act. That benefits uh, providing free education uh, to and compulsory education for children of India, as an example. Um, one thing uh, that we as Viva, uh, we know the quality matters a lot. And we mm -hmm. have to continually strive to get quality in the education system for public education. And the way we measure, we'll measure down the road. I don't know how many years it will take, uh, but we are starting the journey on that focus of education that says uh, public education is as good or better than a private education in India. I think then we would have achieved our objective. Just to do that one thing alone, it would take all of Viva and many of the Vibas to go make that happen. So that's why we had to deep dive into that. And then keeping the practice of Viva, you know, we had to measure each one of these items, right? And government of India or whoever is responsible, I'm not familiar with it, but they do do annual survey of education and they publish a report of performance. And it's sometimes unfortunate the student does not perform to the expectation. Uh, but some of those can be fixed by measuring it and, the, and then correct, taking a corrective action. And what we as we could do is to help them uh, identify the quality problems, uh, then go take corrective action with the local partners at each taluka uh, level or any level, and then uh, measure again to see if we're making improvements. These, so we can get out of this perpetual cycle of underperformance uh, out, out of it. And then we all can be proud of uh, uh, the edu public education. And, and lastly, you know, we as in the U.S., especially Indians in the U.S., we have benefited tremendously from the education. So for all of those, all of us, we have an obligation and, and we, we have to, uh, and we are trying to make that better uh, public education in India, we make it quality education uh, for India. And ultimately, uh, Viva needs to engage local partners to make it happen because sitting out here, we can't do anything. We have to work through the partners. And like Ron mentioned, it's not about the funding alone. It's about giving, lending them a hand, giving them examples, giving them you know, uh, other way of doing things and so forth collectively to get them better. And if we can do education, because that's the root of all improvements, we, we, couldn't, uh, we cannot say anything better about ourselves. If we did not have the education, we wouldn't be here. And that helps not only the individual, the students, uh, to get better themselves, but the family as a whole, as a society as a whole, so the country can make progress. And that's the 21st century. We need to get all of us ready for that. Wonderful. So I, I, that's such a great reminder. You know, each of us has a responsibility um, and an accountability to, you know, to see the opportunity that we have gotten. It's accessible to everyone. So it's amazing to put that into perspective and public education is one way of making sure 
that generation and their families, you know, it's not just the individual, but their families, the entire generation that will benefit from it. Um, so it's it's an amazing uh, goal to have. Um, Sasi, I'd love to hear from you. You've been so involved at the, you know, grassroots level. I'd love to get your take on this. How does Vibha plan to implement this new vision? What is our you know, strategy going forward? So um, the first time, um, you know, I really heard the details of the new vision, Vibhatvirato, was uh, in this conference that we have in India. We call it Pragati. And uh, conference is too big a term for it, actually. It's, it's where we bring volunteers uh, and our partners that we work with together to discuss what should we be doing for the next two years. Uh, right? What should we be focusing on? And the first time I heard that was slightly before that while we were going through Vibha 2.0, but then the details of that was at this uh, Pragati, uh, where we talked about how do you seed, scale, uh, grow and scale, and how do you work with the government? And to be very honest, it sounded fantastic on paper. A lot of us volunteers were skeptical. Um, not just volunteers, I'll tell you our partners were skeptical, partners who had never worked with the government before. Um, and, and so from there to where we are now, and this was only about, I think, Ron, it was two years ago that we first uh, you know, talked about Vibhat 3.0 to our partners. So in two years, I'm amazed at where we are. I'm amazed at how you can think of something and actually put it into action so quickly when you have partners on the ground, when you have willing people in the government, uh, you know, who want to work, uh, you know, towards this vision. So what is this vision? It is about, you know, seeding um, social entrepreneurs. Seema talked about them that, you know, there's so many, uh, uh, you know, in the country now. Taking a few of those that align with our vision of education and, you know, and, and, and seeding them to uh, explore what I, what they're doing today and, and looking at are they scalable? And if they, they, they are, you know, Ron talked about the category B, they themselves may not be scalable, our partners, you know, in their current form, but can you seed them so they can become scalable, right? So that's uh, the first part. And then you you grow this one idea that you've seen either uh, you know in uh, karnataka or in maharashtra and say can you actually you know grow this from 15 schools to you know thousands of schools within karnataka can you take this uh, you know project partner that you're working with and talk to them about this vision of scalability they may or may not even know about scalability but you explain to them what it is and grow that partner and then from there, how do you scale that partner from the area that they are working in, be it you know, a, a particular state or a mandal, and take that and scale it to across India. And the best way to scale it is actually to partner with the government and say, you know, there is a Department of Education, Ministry of Education in every state. And again, I was so pleasantly surprised to see how they have received us. Uh, you know, one of our um, project uh, program managers, she actually, Scotland, just walks into these, you know, education ministry departments and presents them this idea. And more often than not, we get a yes from them. They tell us how to work with them, but they're willing to work with us. 
to, and to make this impact, and we use the word impact a lot, I have learned at Pragati again what that, what that means. Impact is not a change that happens within the next you know, month, a few months or a few years. It takes at least a decade for us to really have impact on the ground. We make small changes as we go, but to have that impact, you need to be making a positive difference in the lives of all the stakeholders. Uh, like Ron said, the community, the children, the parents, the teachers, the schools, the volunteers, everybody involved, the partners, everybody has to go through that change. The government themselves, you know, uh, is a stakeholder. So when you can make this, it takes about 10 years uh, for that impact to really show in a particular, you know, in a small group of people. And for that, the only way we can do that is by working with the government. And, and I've already seen that happen over the last two years. We have, we have taken, you know, Sikshana from one state to at least four states now. We're taking uh, LFW, uh, Leap Forward from Maharashtra to now Andhra and other states. So it's, it's amazing how, do I want to use the word easy, but how easy it's been. And it's easy because... There's so many, all these stakeholders are willing to make that change. So seed grow scale is, is not something on paper anymore. It is actually in action and we've seen that happen. Wow, that's so exciting to hear. It's, um, it's, it's quite something to see it happening in front of your eyes. You know, like you've talked about Sikshana growing from one state to four state and having gone to that tipping point. Uh, same with in the last episode, we spoke with Leap Forward and, you know, we heard about, about the methodology they use. And now we can see that it's being replicated, you know, in more uh, states. It's amazing to see that happen. Um, I just want to give an opportunity to all of you. Um, if there anything else that you'd like to highlight uh, from for uh, this 3.0 vision, um, you know, feel free to add in um Anything that we might have missed, and anything that you would love our listeners to know. So, so now, you know, I, you know, it's a, a tremendous pride that I get that so many volunteers participate in this thing, and it's not just for short term, like you know, two months, month, a year. Uh, and it's for me, it's a tremendous benefit for me uh, because uh, being in the valley, we want to get everything done yesterday. And what I'm watching Ron and his team, uh, along with for the last twenty plus years, and seeing it's a long journey. Uh, the fact that anything you do, and as Sasi mentioned now, you know, it took, takes a long time. And that's a learning for my benefit that how things can be changed. And indeed, they can be changed. It just may take time, but it takes uh, uh, the whole society to go work at it. And, and I'm sure uh, uh, public schools in many places are equally good as private school uh, or better in some cases. We just have to make sure it's a scale across the country. Sure yeah, I mean, so the, you know, whoever listens to this, the, the point is, number one, you have to believe that you can make a difference, right? We can solve this problem and it is a finite problem that can be solved in our lifetime. It is not some magical thing that will take us some hundred years to solve. Absolutely not. It is very, very solvable in our lifetime if we put the right brains behind it. There are so many stakeholders with so many thought process, so much intelligence has to be brought together and now you can solve the problem. The scaling part is definitely working with the, with the government, which is one thing we know we've learned. I mean, I remember for about, it took us 10 years to bang this into all of our project leaders' heads. Right? I mean, 10 years, five pragatis it took 
when I started, start working with the government, start working with the government, start working with the government, start, if you don't work with the government, if you don't work with the government, and then finally we have now reached this place where everybody agrees, yes, that is what it has to be. So believe that you can solve the problem, believe that if you're on the fence and you want to do something, just go to viva.org, click, something will trigger whatever, however little you want to do. And, and then and then number three, of course, is this notion that that most people have, right? That the government is not doing. No, government is doing. They're doing good, sir. What they're looking for is, come, tell us. If you have some ideas, we're here. We're willing to write big checks. We're willing to partner with you. I mean, don't sit on the outside and then point fingers. You want to make a deal, come and do something. And they will do. I'll just leave it at that. So anyone who wants to make a difference, please, Viva.org, come. That's a wonderful uh, message. I, uh, is there any other message that um, any of you want to give our volunteers? It's great. You know, it, I can hear that that you're reaching out and saying, you know, you can do it. Each each one of us has the power to do something. Um, and I, you know, want to have have something that we can all take back after this conversation. Um, so, is there any other message that you'd like to give our volunteers, our listeners, any of you? I just want to reiterate what uh, Ron said, right? 25 years later, it's amazing how when Ron repeats that same message, I still get goosebumps. The way he says it and the way, and that's because we so believe in it and we've seen that same message make a difference in so many volunteers um, to come forward and to contribute and to be part of Vibha, right? So I would just want to reiterate that, that, you know, we are doing big, big things. Um, and and you, and I think the volunteers should be proud that they're part of this huge change that's happening and will happen very soon uh, when we partner with the government. So and uh, and like you said, if you are on the fence, if you are thinking, you know, uh, what and where is Vibha going? Uh, uh, you know, don't think, just click and be part of Vibha. No, again, I would reiterate the same thing. We would not be where we are without the volunteers. The quality of the volunteers is just amazing. And we are at a great inflection point. Just hang in there. I do think that within our lifetime, not 30 years, I think it is the next five years, we will see that we will make a difference in the lives of tens of millions of children, if not hundreds. This is so exciting. We are definitely, it sounds like we are at a tipping point with this entire goal of, making public education uh, you know, of high quality, making it accessible to all and giving that opportunity to each and every child out there. So it's amazing to hear from all of you. Uh, it's been a wonderful opportunity for all of us to talk to you and for, the list, for all our listeners and the Vibha community to connect with you. And as each of you mentioned, you know, let's do something. You know, each of us has uh, an obligation, uh, and each of us has the intention. We all have that positive intention in us to do something, and Vibha is a platform that we can go and do it. So Vibha.org, like Ron mentioned, and do listen to this podcast. We'll be bringing more you know, conversations like this that'll help you understand what is the vision behind the Vibha family and what we can all do together as a family. Um, so thank you, uh, each and every one of you on the panel, Shri, Ron, Seema, Sasi, for your time, um, for your hard work, you know, not just the conversation today, but for everything that you do uh, for the Vibha family. Thank you. Thank you, Sandhya. Appreciate it.
Thank you. Thank you, Sandhya. Thank you, Panna. Thank you, Monica. I mean, you know, it is this is what makes the difference that everyone plays their part and magic happens. Thank you. was wonderful. We are fortunate to have such a dedicated, energetic and talented team at the helm. We hope this conversation gave you all a better understanding of how the leadership team came about focusing on public education in India as a key focus area for Vibha 3.0. I am excited for all that we can achieve together. Hello everybody, this is Shankar Mahadevan here. Our academy, the Shankar Mahadevan Academy, is very happy to announce our association with Vibha, a non-profit, volunteer-driven organization. And Vibha is conducting a worldwide talent hunt, uh, and it's called the Dream Voice. Um, you know, Vibha has been responsible for affecting more than uh, 2 million children uh, worldwide. They have made a difference in... 2 million children worldwide. So they are doing an amazing job and we are proud to be associated with Viva. And you can participate in this contest from anywhere in the world. So looking forward to your participation at the Dream Voice. Sing for their smiles. That's what this contest is called. Uh, register now. That was a renowned singer, Shankar Mahadevan. Viva, in collaboration with Shankar Mahadevan Academy, and Ramachari's Little Musicians Academy is organizing the Dream Voice, Sing for Their Smiles. Contestants can be any of you from across the globe. You can submit the entries online. The preliminary rounds end on May 2nd. Language is no barrier and the contest also has an Indian as well as Western category. The entries will be judged by accomplished musicians from around the world. The winner will be chosen from the top 30 finalists in a grand finale event and will get a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to interact with none other than Shankar Mahadevan. You can find details on the Vibha Atlanta Facebook page. We will also add links in the podcast description for you to check. So what are you waiting for? Go and record that song you love to sing. You're listening to the Vibha Connection and it's time for a good word. A Tibetan proverb says, A child without education is like a bird without wings. Imagine the impact when we have this basic fundamental right of education fulfilled for every child. I recently read a picture book with my kids. It was The Oldest Student, How Mary Walker Learned to Read, written by Rita Lorraine Hubbard. The book begins with... Mary Walker looking at the birds, wondering what it would feel like to be free. As I read the book, it struck me how many opportunities Mary misses throughout her life because of the lack of her education. At the plantation, she couldn't go to school because she was working. Even after emancipation, because she was working. Working when she was raising a family, when she farmed, when she moved. And then finally, at age 116, Wanting to be free as the birds she once saw as a child, she learned to read. 
Imagine the freedom Mary Walker could have had if she had had an education. And imagine the freedom we can grant to children by making quality education accessible to every child out there. You're listening to the Vibha Connection. Let's take a sneak peek at our next episode. We hope you now have a clear understanding of Vibha 3.0 and its focus on improving public education in India. In our next episode, we will be back with updates on the situation in India and COVID relief efforts organized by Vibha and its project partners. Before we end, a quick reminder to log into vibha.org, Vibha's Facebook page, or check the podcast description notes for links to donate to Vibha's fundraiser to help communities affected by COVID in India. Let's all do our bit. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Vibha Connection. We would like to thank Sirisha Lingareddy for information on Dream Voice. This episode of Vibha Connection was produced by the Vibha Bay Area team. Monica Erande, Panna Chaudhary, Yash Tua, Deepak Chandrasekharan, Pramoda Shetty and Sandhya Acharya. Until next time, stay engaged with Vibha Connection.